in work, actually, they launched a new station, right? Yeah. And they have a, well, actually, when this goes out, it'll be launched. But he rang me and he was like, here, what can I do? I want to celebrate, like, being Irish. <laughs> like, what can I do to celebrate being Irish? And I was like, well, you can play the national anthem when the station owns. And he was like, what else? Imagine. I was like, I don't know. Nothing else. I Just nothing else. else. Said, uh, you get Mr. Tato to come. Mr. Tato. And then I said, he was like, what about food? And I was like, you going to give everybody stew? Like, Irish food is, like... Irish food is very... People are almost saying anything about Irish food because people are going to get mad at me. But, like, what's that? What's Irish food? Boxty. Boxty. Ham. Colcannon? <laughs> Colcannon. Col- Col- Colcannon. Bubble and squeak. I do really like bubble and squeak, but... That's and if there was somewhere where I could go and get bubble and squeak, I, I would. You know they're going to gentrify bubble and squeak. They're going to gentrify all those foods in town now. They're going to be like, can we get So, bubble... You know what bubble and squeak yeah. is? <sighs> Fuck me, I'm hungry um, now. I like... I do like stew, but I don't think stew is Irish. I don't like stew. Stew isn't Irish, though. Oh, a coddle is Irish. I know how you feel about it, but it is Irish. You know what that is? I know. Floating... Tripe! Floating sausages. Tripe is Irish. Do you know what my mother calls sausages? What? <laughs> Widow's memory. <laughs> <laughs> she told me last week. It took me a minute. I was like, why are you calling the widow's memory? My mother can be really dirty when she needs to be. Oh, really? She's like, it's a widow's... I wonder where you get it from. A widow's memory. So Imagine. from now on You're calling all sausages When I go memory? anywhere to get them I'm like can I have a wid- uh, Can I have black button With this memory And a rasher And a post stick Oh Jesus she's Take a deep breath in Hold it Let it out And hold And swallow Keep swallowing Keep That's swallowing That's not that much Keep swallowing <clears throat> One more One more Is it a piece of your tooth Yep <laughs> I'm missing a toot. Sarah's I'm missing toot. a toot. Toot just She's missing a toot. Do you know what's really frustrating? She's cool as I fuck. Feel they, that's what people always say. They're like, dent- is your hiccups gone? Yeah. People always say dental care is like a very, a sign of class. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's so frustrating because it's such a thing that people need. Mm-hmm. And how many people can't get the proper dental care that they needed until they're older and they're yeah. making their own money. And then it's like, by then the damage has been fucking done like that should actually be you know what actually should be a rule of like you're gonna have kids what if you can't afford to send them to the dentist you shouldn't fucking have them you shouldn't have them because people's teeth are ruined in their childhood well, people, I don't think I think people underestimate how important your teeth are yeah. so like one of the things about having like bad teeth is it can lead to heart conditions yes and like as well as that even heart conditions it can lead to like massive issues with confidence your self esteem like and when people make fun of people's teeth I'm always like that's because they can't afford to go to the dentist yeah. like that's because they like and people in agony as well people with like fucking broken teeth and fucking shit that they need to go and they can't afford to get it because it's so expensive mm-hmm. like how much is a fucking um, a real canal is 740 what euro. the fuck if you have right, the average person in this country, based on what a lot of people would make, not us, because we would be all right. Like, do you know what I mean? But there's people that are on incomes in this country that if they needed a root canal in the morning and they're like seven hundred, I would euro, still struggle to like, lamp out seven hundred forty yeah. quid the, the and be all right get, for the month. Yeah, where the fuck do you get seven hundred forty euro? Like yeah. in an emergency, it's there should be something done. Like, and because you, you you get one teeth clean a year on your fucking PRSI or whatever. Mm. I'm like, fuck my health that? insurance, I've got dental, but Good. it's like not that much. Yeah, like. 
they always do that it's always like health insurance with dental and then it's like one appointment per year like it's no, not no I fair. actually have I have a thousand euro for emergency that's great and a thousand euro for non-emergency that's so fantastic. two grand technically a year and this thing now is an emergency yeah, yeah so you I need probably to go. just ring Please and be go, like because that's not yeah. that's not um, welcome to this week's episode of Teeth Happy Christmas Teeth and Welcome to Murder Most Irish uh, te- Everything is awful No everything's Everything, everything is awful Everything's fine Things are okay Things are terrible But you know what I don't know The world is heating up Yeah it is Cause she's a sexy bitch She's a sexy bitch uh, She's a dirty hoe no, She's a dirty asshole I, have, I haven't seen any Well no, things are awful The world is a nightmare Listen Have you seen anything I've been watching anything I've been doing anything have no, you been reading no, anything? No, You're no, reading no, things. No, reading. I'm reading a book called Priest Daddy, which is very, very good, and I uh, tell everybody to read it. It's excellent. It's a memoir by an author whose name is book is in my bag. I can't remember right now, but basically, she, her dad and her mum got married. Hmm? Her mum was very, very Catholic, and her father wasn't, and then her father converted to Catholicism, and he got married, and they had like four kids, and then he became a Catholic priest. So he left them. No, he had a full blown family. Wrote to the Pope and the Pope was like, sure. So continue to have a family and was a Catholic priest. It's crazy. Is that not it's in America. It's not over here. No. They were like, go ahead. So it's very, very good. If you get a chance to read it, give it a read. It's called Priest Daddy. Priest Daddy. And I was reading it on the bus the other day and a man was looking at the front of the book and I knew he was thinking, what the fuck is that? <laughs> but it's very, very funny and very, very good and weird and... Her dad's like a Catholic, but a really conservative Republican. It's very bizarre. Give it an L read. Does she like her dad? She does. She loves her dad. But like, obviously she sees problems with him. You know what I mean? She's not on the book going, he's the best dad ever in the entire world. That's not what it's about. Uh, It's about childhood trauma, basically. Uh, Speaking of childhood trauma, how are you? (laughs) Uh, I'm all right. I'm grand. Uh, Ed Sheeran has COVID. Ed Sheeran has COVID, lads. Everybody's in the nightclubs. The place is jammed. Uh, do you think we'll go back into lockdown I don't know I, I I can't say like I mean I don't know because the whole idea of opening up this the nightclubs and the pubs and stuff was because they believe they've gotten to a point where they can right so I don't think that they're going to go back into oh those queues for coppers though and Colin told me the queue for or uh, Craig told me the queue for the George last night was fucking insane and the queue for the front lounge was he was insane. like it went the whole way back up and around the road like up Dame Street I know but like, like is that fuck? just because everybody wants to go out but I think it or maybe, is it because they're, they were saying something about they have to have a ticket well they're going to start ticketing things I think that was the plan they're going to start ticketing nightclubs but they weren't ticketing the George you just went and once you have a COVID cert like that's the thing there was no stop to the amount of people that they were letting in once you had a COVID cert you could get in so I don't really understand what's going on I don't know how this is but anyway, I won't be going, so it's none of my business what people are doing. Knock yourselves out, but I'm not going fucking next to near because I'm still terrified of getting this. Like, I'm fucking terrified of getting COVID. It's not, it hasn't disappeared for me. And not just for me, I'm just terrified of getting it and maybe being a carrier and passing it on to someone that isn't vaccinated or is sick or immunocompromised that still has the COVID vaccination. Like, we're not, people just seem to think they got the vaccination and could do whatever the fuck they want. Like, like yeah. the lampposts and shit. Calm down. Like, spinning each other's Spinning each other's fucking mouths. Calm down. Mm. But I get it at the same time because people are just mad to get out and be normal again. Which normal means uh, getting absolutely rat faced and falling out and bashing your head off the ground on a Saturday night. That's what normality is. So, yeah. Uh, but not Me and Graham went into town last night, but not to, like, we were like, we'll go for a drink. And then we got into town and we just went to say tunes and went home because it was uh, <laughs> mental. Yeah. Mental. Tunes was. Phenomenal. Was it good? Oh, it was phenomenal. I had 
Such a lovely time eating sea tunes. I got uh, lamb and chicken. Lamb and chicken. I've never had a sea tunes. Excuse me? I don't eat kebabs. But it's but it's not like a kebab. What is it? It's like a real proper kebab, not like that shit you no, get in the chipper. No, but I don't like the taste. Oh, you got you didn't you got lamb? You get, I don't like the taste the of it. Yeah, okay, maybe I'll try you the chicken. Get beef. You can yeah. get coughed I don't like um, chicken or like, lamb at all. Oh I don't like my god, the bread is fresh, the nut, like the Delicious. Oh my god, the sauce. They and then I was like, me. can I get extra salad? And I even like, you know it's good because I had the fucking uh, tomatoes and the cucumbers. Look at you. Oh, you, you never eat tomatoes. I always think, uh, kebabs always just make me think of drunk people eating them. And they're like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, like and we've all been there outside Ishkanders at four o'clock in the morning eating a kebab like it's an apple. I don't eat kebabs, uh, so I have to. Like, because I'm great. Because uh, nah. I'm a great person. You're like, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Who no are way. you? Oh my God. Um, I'm going to read you this uh, article that I just came across. Tommy. A Nottingham man... Nottingham. Yeah. Man finds I will kill you message scrawled in toothpaste on bathroom mirror. Ah! Police are searching for two suspects after a man found a death threat scrawled in toothpaste on his bathroom mirror. The 23-year-old woke up to discover the words I will kill you written on the glass of his shower screen. There was a smiley face too, also in toothpaste. Nottingham police said... The incident happened in Lower Parliament Street in Nottingham earlier this month and officers have released pictures of two men they want to speak to in connection with it. It's unacceptable that anyone should be threatened in this way. In so they just break into his gaff. The impact of such threats can be profound and this is why we're taking the report extremely seriously. These two lads were locked. Let me see them. <laughs> like, he has six cans of Stella Artois. Oh, I just wish you'd show me a picture of the two of them holding up toothpaste. <laughs> um... Why did they scroll that on his shower? I don't know. It's so random. That's fucking terrifying. Look at his pic. Like, someone knows who that is. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> look at this picture. Like, like, it is so blatantly obvious. So blatantly different. obvious. It's like he's taking a picture as well as How me. How did they get this picture? I don't know. <laughs> like, isn't that the most random news article? I think that, like, the idea, I think one of the scariest things for me is the idea of someone being in my house. Yeah, that to me is absolutely terrifying. I couldn't. I don't think you'd ever feel like my auntie got broken into a couple of years ago. Like, and they ransacked her house, stole all her jewelry, like destroyed the place. So, like, how would you go back? Like, she got a new security system in and blah blah blah. But she, like, I don't think she'd ever feel safe again. You know I think people way? do that thing, but where it's like it's their house. Yeah, and it's like it's my house. So, like, I'm going back, and it's like. Just so, so like, scary to walk in and be like somebody was in here and they were touching stuff and moving stuff oh Jesus get out of me mm, like the Grange Gorman killings yeah 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 that fucking story man that story fucked me up be my Frankenstein also they have debunked that Zodiac thing so you were name? wrong uh gents uh what's his name Hoffer Holes the guy that does the thing with Paul Holes Jensen Button. Jen? Oh. <laughs> Let's call him that. Paul Holes and... Hold on. Paul Holes. Jensen McJenkins. Paul Holes and... Jenkiny Jensen. Billy Jensen. So Billy Jensen go. basically went on um, Twitter and did this entire thread about how the guy that came out and was like, this is true. These men are after finding this. He was asked to go into like a... Sur- like to work with a bunch of uh, detectives under this guy to find some other killer I can't remember who it was and he gave them all this like documentation and pictures and stuff and he was like you know we, we think we can find him this way and Billy Johnson was like no it's not there and he was like you need to find it it has to be there 
So he was like, but it's not here. This guy, it's not, this isn't a thing. So he was like, this guy just wants to show that he's like, you know, figured oh. it out. But he was like, he hasn't. And he's like, he's done it again. So Billy Johnson was like, it's not true. It's not the Zodiac Killer. So yeah, I don't know. Who knows? That Zodiac motherfucker's dead anyway, so. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. He's, he's but dead. But isn't it insane that they've never discovered who it was? Do you think if it happened now, they'd discover it? Yeah, because the DNA. Yeah. And also because CCTV yeah. foot. DNA But then there was that serial killer in Canada that they didn't catch for years and years and years and he only started in like the late 90s who was murdering all those men and like putting them in his garden at the back of his gaff and they only recently discovered him. So I mean there are things that are happening that you know maybe we are people are missing as well and especially when it happens to minorities they tend to overlook that oh, stuff. Fucking, is it the guy that was killing killing he's Native killing American? Is killing Native or was he killing gay men? It was one of the two I can't remember. Um, but yeah as well as well Native people they get killed in an enormous way. Yeah and people and like don't care. People don't care because and these killers know that because they're going to be like well these nobody's going to go looking for these people but they're going to look, go looking for the blue eyed blonde hair girl because yeah. that's what sells newspapers. That's like that guy that isn't there like really recently wasn't there a girl who was kidnapped and murdered and they found her body and then the dad came out and was like It was her. It was uh, the girl uh, Brian Laundrie murdered. Uh, her, her dad her came dad out, and, came was, out like, and was like this has happened to my daughter, but this is happening to yeah, and was Native like, how amazing is he? Constantly, yeah. And he was like, we're gonna do like we're gonna set up a foundation, and like we yeah. want like Gabby I don't think I would have Perlito, whatever yeah, I don't think I would have the uh, I don't think I would even have the cognitive capacity to think about that at that point. But he was obviously being like, I like my god, my daughter because he could see the search that was going on for his daughter. And how the media had reacted, he was probably like, well, people should be reacting to every single case like this. And that doesn't take away from the pain their family are going through. Because that motherfucker and his family should be ashamed of mm. themselves. Fucking ashamed of themselves. You knew he murdered her. You fucking knew he murdered her. And you aided and abetted and you hid a fugitive. That's what and you did. Dead. And now he's dead. Like, it's fucked up. But yeah, stop killing people. Stop murdering people. Men. Boo. Oh my god, wait, let's know what happened today. Tell me. <laughs> we have news. Go. Tell me what happened today. It's really a non story story, no, but, but like it was just anyway. like in a list of things that have happened to me this year, I was like, the world is literally trying to kill me. Go. Um so obviously I was in a car crash, right? Yes. So that happened. Uh then I had to go to the police station and yep. deal with that. And uh, day which was uh re traumatizing. Then my tooth uh, broke today. Yes. Um and then today I was in Aldi's. And I was like shopping, doing my weekly shop. And the man standing like a meter away from me had like a bottle of like, either like, it was something with like a, like a cork in it. It was probably like, it was sparkling. Right. And it was alcoholic. Yeah. And it like exploded and hit me in the fucking back. No. Like it went, did he drop it or just No, kind of- like it like the whole thing fucking blew <laughs> up. Like, right up. <laughs> are you okay? He hit me in the back, and I was like, "But when it, it made such noise, I was like, oh for fuck's sake!'" <laughs> like, I was like, "Fucking hell!" Like, are you okay? And he was like so offended that I was like, "Fucking hell!" Like, he's like what else are you meant to? Oh, and I was like, happens all and then the I time. I was like, "Why am I wet?" 
And it like the glass had like hit me in the back and like, my j- jacket was wet. And he was annoyed. Yeah, but I think he was more embarrassed. But then because I was like, Jesus, I think I was like, fucking hell. Well, he like, could have said, sorry, fuck. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, someone's out to get you. Yeah, I was like, am I in fucking, there's what's a, that movie where they try to kill everybody? There's a spirit trying to get you. Every movie ever. What film are you talking about? Urban legend, urban whatever. You know the one I'm trying to that movie where they're killing everyone. <laughs> The shower door fell out of the wall. Someone is trying to get you. I was like, oh, well, here, lads. Blank. Sarah. I'm not getting in a jacuzzi. Your I'm teeth not getting are falling in a, out of your I'm mouth. I'm getting in a sunbed. I'll tell you a story. I have, I have seen about 15 minutes of that film. Uh, I've seen all of the first one. I, I have barely, I have just been like, I don't want to watch this. Mm. Is that the one as well where the guy is driving and there's like a truck with some large? Yeah. yeah no. And the first, actually, and I, I think, um, I think that might be the first one. I think the second one, the second one I remember being in the cinema and I walked out and it, this girl wakes up and she's in a bathtub and her kidney's beside her. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, I remember, the only thing I remember is the guy having the dream about the plane and then he won't get on the plane. Yeah. Is that the first one? I think so. He's the guy from the Stan song. Devin Sawa. Sawa? Sawa. I used to have a crush on him when I was, when I was younger. Really? He, is he not Casper? Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 No? Maybe? Maybe. No. Is John Taylor Thomas Casper? No. No. Who's John Taylor Thomas? Simba. He's the guy, Simba. I only watched Home Improvement for him. No, I used to watch it because me and that was a real family show in our Yeah, house. yeah, yeah. And I remember we had the Disney Channel and no one else had it on the road. And what's his name? He's a pretty terrible person. Buzz Lightyear. Jesus. <laughs> Why don't we know the name of Annie and Tim Allen? Tim Allen. Buzz Lightyear. That is his name. He's <laughs> the character he plays. Uh, but yeah, Tim Allen's a pretty, pretty awful. He's a big cokehead, wasn't he's he? A big, well, not only that, but he's like a massive Republican as well. What? Yeah, he loves Trump. What the fuck? Loves is that why Trump. Tom and him don't work together anymore? Probably. Because Tom is a fucking angel. Here, I watched Castaway for the first time in my life during the day. What? How do you feel about it? I know you're going to give me some sort of, like, this doesn't seem realistic situation. Well, I it googled doesn't. it to see if, like, this based on true story. Is it? Uh, yeah. Kind of, sort of? Kind of, sort of. There was sorta. a man who, like... Did you feel bad for Winston a- Wilson? Yeah, I liked at the end where he bought a new one. He bought a new Wilson. And I was like... <laughs> I then, felt really bad for his wife. I felt bad for Helen Hunt. That must have been He shows up. She was like... Tell you something about Helen Hunt. Go on. Her eyebrows make her always look sad. Yeah. The shape of her eyebrows make her always look she sad. She looks like, you know those scary, terrifying clowns? Yeah. I'm always like, Helen Hunt looks... Is it Helen Hunt? Yeah. Yeah. She always looks... That's the girl from Mad About You. Yeah. Yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah. Who am I thinking of? Fucking Paul Reiser or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She always... How like, do I know their <laughs> names? I've never even seen a fucking episode of that show. <laughs> but like, her eyebrows always make me look like something's wrong, like... Like there's something wrong yeah no but her eyebrows like she go could be, she could be telling you the best news in the world and you're just trying to decide is it, it. Is, true? it is, is this it good news I don't know how it that scene where her husband shows up at the so her new husband shows yes. up in the like fucking uh, he works for like DPD no not DP, UPS uh, UPS yeah and they're in FedEx the, FedEx FedEx that's it and uh, what you call it? he's like well you know it's just really confusing for her and then Tom looks at the window and she's outside and they're talking mm-hmm. and he's like come on I was like, what the fuck would you do if your yeah. fucking dead husband... And you're still obviously dead. in love with him, like... Well, I don't think he is her husband. I don't know yeah, if they're married. No, they were engaged. Yeah. They were engaged. Like, your dead fucking... Fiancé. Arrives back. 
Because obviously she still loved him. This is a very deep conversation about the movie Castaway that was made about 45 years ago. <laughs> this is what happens when you hang out with Sarah. Yeah. She doesn't see movies when they come out. She doesn't see movies when they come out and then it'll be like 25 years later. Super niche. And then she'll just pull it apart and you're like, just fucking watch the yeah. film. You don't need to explain everything. There are some things now that are in that that are unexplainable. I like the bit where he goes up to top to kill himself. Oh yeah, and then you look and he has the thing made to see if it will hold his weight. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit deep, dark. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Castaways. I suppose if, like that's Maybe the last thing he can control. Ways. Yeah. Oh, I would have done it immediately. Because he was sitting <laughs> on that fucking island, and I'm like, right out into the sea. Um, Let the Lord take me now. Yeah. Well, that part with his tooth. Well, that's what I was thinking about when I stick my fucking tongue inside this hollow tooth I've got in my mouth. Fucking the part was too. No teeth, McGee. Yeah. Um, go to a dentist. I will go to a dentist. And don't be afraid of what they're going to say to you, because I find I'm very terrified of dentists. I'm just embarrassed. I'm they're going to yell at me. My thing is just that, that like, I guess I get embarrassed. Embarrassed for what? Because my teeth are in such a terrible you shape. You have nothing to be embarrassed about. And now I'd be like trying to make excuses, but like realistically, every time I've ever gone to a dentist, you're like, your teeth, is, your teeth are very clean. Yeah. But there's something wrong there's with something them. Something wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, well, uh, they always put me on this fucking medicated toothpaste that tastes like shit. Do you ever use it? Yeah. Um. Did so you hear about the show on RT called Kin? You've told me it's about the Ken Kenahan gang yeah. or something, is it? Is it well, like, good? Oh, I don't know if it's any good. It's like that fucking love HI. I but my I... thing about it is like, is that not like making entertainment out of like... Like we're doing. But no, but like this is like a... Like they're making... Like this is a TV show. Oh, so it. they're like... Uh, it's dra- not a documentary. It's like dramatized. a highly dramatised TV show. Is it based on actual stories? No, they or? say that it's not related, but yet it's called Kin after the Kinahans and the Bell but drug family in Dublin. But then the same with the Mafia? Like they make movies based on the Mafia. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe I'm overthinking. Like, cause I do like obviously what we do is like reading stories of like terrible, like the worst yeah, things happening. Anybody's we're life. not creating. But like fucking, this is like a dramatized like TV yeah, show where people. people have like interrelations and there's other storylines that come off it, and it's called Kin. Give her up, lads. And like as a person that comes from an area that is like highly impacted by Dublin gangland mm-hmm. criminality. Like, I just felt a bit like... Because there is this thing in Ballyferma and there is this thing in every area I've ever gone in where, like, gangland criminality is, like... A thing. A thing. Where it's, like, people do... Like, Love, Hate was, like, a massive success. Not because people were watching it going, oh, my God, isn't that terrible? People were watching it and being like, isn't King Nidge the man? Yeah, I noticed Like, just, like, actually. looking up They were to like, them. he's deadly. Like, he's... Like, Fran, who, like, stabbed his wife in the face and, like... Do you know what, like, is, like... And the other guy who ended up with, like, a bra- with brain damage... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they, like, quote it as if yeah, it's, like... it's, like, uh, like, they're the good guys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That happens a lot, like... And so, like, there is this, like, reverse thing, especially in, like, from where I'm from in anyway. Colin and I went, uh, went for a walk this morning and we got yelled out twice out of car windows. Same what? No idea. Some man said something about my arse and then the second time somebody yelled something and Colin was just like... I was like, what are you doing? It's 11 o'clock in the morning, like... She's not having any better to be doing yeah. this Bally It's a great place to leave. Bally get the fuck out. And it's that thing, but it's just that thing of like where it's like the guys who are drug dealers and like yeah. ruining families and they're ruining the your that, area. They're the people that people are looking, kids are looking up to a yeah. lot more than anything else. Yeah, I know it's messed up. Like, it's so messed it's up. It's really messed up. Like, and I feel so bad for parents of children and they're Boys. just. Boys. Oh, man. That they're just trying to be like, I want to raise my kid and get them, you know, into college and doing things. And then they're just like, oh, I want to become a fucking drawer, man. That's a mess. Um, and I just thought it was a bit like... I get where you're... I absolutely get where you're coming from. I do. It's a bit odd. 
Well, by all intents and purposes, there's some good actors in it and it's supposed to be very good. Have but you seen that meme of, thing. of the guy? You know the guy from Love Hate? He's really posh in real life. Have oh, yeah. We've seen him in the airport, remember? Oh, yeah. His have, kids. You, have you seen that meme where it's like, uh, how your mask speaks to you when you're by yourself? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to melt again, you fat cunt. I throw acid in it. it makes me laugh every time. You want me to melt again, you fat cunt. I throw acid in yeah, your face. That's what he says to her. And, yeah. then he's like, and he's like, oh, the thing is. Yeah. When you go, that's like my man on the phone. My man has a phone voice. Hello. Anyway, so she's like, oh, ha, ha. How do you do? fake laugh. And the t- me and my sisters are like, stop fake laughing. Yeah, my mom. <laughs> my mom says this thing when she meets uh, people that like stop don't really laugh. know us. And it's the most irritating thing I've ever heard in my life. What is it? Like just like to strangers or to people that you know. They're just like you know people that you kind of know but like you don't really know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she, they'd be like, "Oh, what are you doing?" And she'll say like, she'll say this like word, and it's like, "Oh, you know yourself, diddly squat." <laughs> like you've never said. What are you talking about? <laughs> My man does that. Too. You don't talk like that at all. Same words. She yeah. Never said like, for- <laughs> like you've never. Like what the fuck? Parents. I hope I'm not like that. My mother, like, my mother puts on a posh, posh voice. Not posh, but like she doesn't sound like herself and she does a fake laugh and I know it drives Yvonne fucking mental as well. <laughs> yeah. Stop it! Like, stop! Like, just give it up. Just be yourself. Ah, the children of trauma. The children of trauma. It's like the children of uh, Lear, but the children of trauma. Um, um, do you want to do your story? What do I like to do my story? Do hey, story? Colin, tell us about the Patreon. Sure thing, Lily Pops. Hey there, MMI fans. It's me, Colin, and do I have news for you. It's all going down over at www.patreon.com forward slash Irish, where we've totally revamped our Patreon offering for you mega fans. That's right. Now all of your favorite Patreon stuff can be found in one place as we bring you our MMI Super Show exclusively for Patreon, featuring all the usual banter and chat between Emma and Sarah Jane, plus me thrown into the bargain, along with Lily's Tales, Maximilian's Bell Bag, and some surprises along the way. But that's not all. Every single week, due to popular demand, we will be bringing you a full-length story, whether it be Miscellaneous Most Irish for those cases that just don't fit on the main show, Murder Most international for those cases you guys have been crying out for or even music most awesome where we talk about our favorite albums but wait there's even more how about mmi drive the fan favorite podcast show where emma and sarah jane drive around dublin talking about all sorts of shite plus our monthly ask me our segment where you get to pick the brains of the girls and maybe even ask me a question or two so what are you waiting for come on over to www.patreon.com for forward slash murder most Irish and join in the fun for only six euros a month give my mommy six euro right here we go let's get into it we're getting into it this one is kind of a like follow on from the Halloween Ooh, it's Halloween. a spooky but it's actually really traumatising oh god uh, and my references are no smoke without fire podcast love it the independent love it wikipedia fabulous the national gallery Give Wiki Wiki a little bit of money. Oh, Wiki Wiki They deserve our money. I give uh, Wikipedia money uh, once a month because they deserve our money because we use them constantly for everything. So, so this week I'm going to tell the story of Darkie Kelly. This story happened over 250 years ago. So I struggled to find anything about her life. <laughs> I can imagine. Other than just this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was nothing else. She's very pretty, but she's a pretty lady. It's ri- there's paint over her and she's stunning. So, um. 
Darky Kelly, although her name was Dorcas Kelly. Dorcas, yeah. Dorcas Kelly was a brothel owner and worker. She ran a brothel called Maiden's Tower on Fishamble Street, as as we call it now, but it wasn't called then. Um, and there's a pub there now called Darky Kelly's. Oh, yeah. Which I think we should go to. We should definitely go to. Um, she began her work as a sex worker. Yep. But at the time of this story taking place, she'd retired in per quotas okay air quotes uh, from that side of the business and was just working as a mad- madam or like a brothel owner I love the word madam madam except for one custodian Simon Luttrell okay Simon Luttrell was the sheriff of Dublin and it's really important to remember that Dublin and Ireland at this point is under English rail um, Simon was the second son of Henry Luttrell and Simon Luttrell and Henry Luttrell get mixed up quite a bit in stories. Oh, okay. So that's really... And like when you go back through the history books, they don't say like Henry the First or Henry the Second. They just say Henry Luttrell. Okay. And it's really difficult to figure out which one they're talking about. All right. So, he was the second son of Henry Luttrell of Luttrell's Town, whose family held Luttrell's Town since the land there had been granted to Sir Geoffrey de Luttrell in about 1210 by King John of England. That's so long ago. Yeah, and his wife Elizabeth Jones. His father had been a noted commander in the Jacob Bight Irish Army between 1689 and 1691, and he later received a pardon from Williamite authorities and was accused by his former Jacobite comrades of betraying them. Mm. He was murdered when his sedan chair was attacked in Dublin in 1717. Do you know what a sedan chair is? Nope. So people of like notoriety and the British in particular used to have these like, like a chair with like sticks on either end and people would carry them around. Savages a lot. So rather than like walking or like horses... Like they had these like chairs and like they had sedan ser- servants. That would just carry them around. Or seat men as they were called. That would just follow, like carry them around. Black and tans, fight me, me like a man. Simon Luttrell served as a member of the par- Parliament in the House of Commons of Great Britain for four constituencies. He held for Mitchell, Wigan, Weebly and Stockbridge. And on the 13th of October 1716, he was created a Baron of Inram of Town in the Parish of Ireland. As his title was an Irish parish, he was able to keep his seat in the British House of Commons yeah. and he was elevated to the title of Viscount Car Hampton on the 9th of January 1781. It took me so long to get all of this. This is the English politics ridiculous. Oh, fucking ridiculous. <laughs> fucking crazy. And he was then made Earl of... Carhampton on the 23rd of June in 1785. So like four years later he became an earl. Yeah. He lived at Four Oaks Hall, Four Oaks, Sutton Coldfield from 1751 to 1766. And in 1737 he married Judith Maria Laws, daughter of Sir Nicholas Laws, governor of Jamaica. What? And Elizabeth Cotton. Uh, by whom he had eight children. Unnecessary amount of children. And I just put in all caps, eight fucking kids. Eight kids. Sir, so, no one needs that many children. Come that on. was just a whole lot of information about them that you probably didn't need. So, Dorcas or Darky Kelly became pregnant with Simon's child and this was seen as a scandal. And he was, uh, as a well mem- well-known member of the gentry uh, and she was a sex worker, he like, 
like it was seemed as like like disgusting yeah and he also was not like into the idea he also was married and had far too many children already there you go Simon was not known to be a kind or nice man and kept pretty shitty company he was known to be a member of a club called the Hellfire Club and he was not liked in the public either and at the time there was a common poem about him called the Di- I, I find it difficult to say this words. It's Diaboliad. Diabo- the Diaboliad. Mm-hmm. D-I-A-B-O-L-I-A-D. Yeah, Diaboliad. Uh, which is dedicated to the worst man in, in his majesty's dominion. Oh, Jesus. And this was like, so apparently at they the time... They went in on Simon. Yeah, the poem is about the devil looking for so- someone to take over his reign and he goes through down like all of the worst people in, <laughs> uh, in Dublin. <laughs> And Simon is notorious enough to take his place. Fucking hell. Uh, and it paints a picture of how disliked this guy's this guy was by the locals. And apparently it's really common at the time that like they would make poetry and poems up about people. Yeah. So when Darkie told Simon she was pregnant with his child, apparently he was not pleased. He sensed it would be too much of a scandal and bring down the standard of his bloodline. Um, apparently she looked for money to support the child and said he would she would keep the his identity secret but he was not interested and was more concerned about his family name so according to the rumors he bribed a member of the public to go to the police and inform them that darkie had killed her infant child in a witch's ritual called the black mass fucking man these accusations at the time were common for women and more common for sex workers so without any evidence and no infant body she was brought before the court and found guilty. Jesus guilty. Christ. Uh, no one knows what became of her child because apparently there wasn't a child. There wasn't a child. And no one, uh, well, that is how the story went. Okay. So they're like, the theory, the the myth of the story is everything I've just said. Yeah. But that's actually not what happened at all. Okay. So what actually happened was that she was actually accused of being Ireland's first and only serial killer. And it is only recently that the more accurate account of her crime have came to light as to whether she did in fact murder an infant or the people I'm about to say that she murdered. We kind of will never really know. Yeah. But true or false, she was sentenced to death at her trial. She pleaded like after her, um, news articles where she apparently during the trial said she was pregnant okay. and pointed to her belly but a jury of midwives ascertained that she was not pregnant okay was that a way to maybe save herself is so that what she was doing the whole idea is that they think this story is probably mixed up with two other stories yeah which I'm and not surprised it, by like because they also think that the pregnancy story is got mixed up because she said she was pregnant in court okay and that she probably was never pregnant then they don't think that she was taken in at all over in like the death of an infant okay and actually it said that she murdered a man called john dowling okay um so it's almost 30 years later that the word that the world newspaper on the 27th of august 1788 carried a historical account of her death which added fuel to the story it was claimed that in the vaults of her house in copper alley were found the bodies of five murdered gentlemen and amongst them was supposed to be that of surgeon tucky's son who went missing and had never been found they were like she was a witch she was and murdered her baby and then it became she murdered five men and they found them buried in the walls yes okay Interestingly, in the latter part of the story only came to the light when her sister, in like brackets, 
her successor, so a lady that took over her brothel, yeah. called Maria Llewellyn, found herself accused of procuring a child at the age of 12 or 13 named Mary Neal for the use of a of a lord called Carhampton's son. Okay. So remember I said up a bit above? Yeah. And his name was Henry Luttrell. So oh. they actually think that there's two of them. Because he was the son, son of, of Henry the other guy. Okay. And I think that like this story is mixed up with Darkie Kelly's story. Which I'm not surprised by because it's hard to keep track of something that happened like 1288. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, and Llewellyn were biological sisters, but they weren't. They're merely described as such that because they were in the same brothel, but so they she actually were the related. she left and then the sister took over. Yeah. yeah. But she didn't leave. She was... Uh, murdered. Put to death. Yeah. The story tells that now this, I just trigger warning, this story is horrific. Now, this guy as well is also a member of the Hellfire Club. Okay. The story tells that John Neal and his second wife, Anne, lived close to Llewellyn's brothel. And John was a hairdresser who was apparently rather too fond of drink and somewhat neglectful of his family and customers. He had a young daughter named Mary, and Mary is said between the age of 12 and 14 and no older, by his first wife. And reports say that Mary was enticed into delivering a letter to the house of Madame Llewellyn. So she was asked to deliver a letter and arrive there. Okay. On arriving there, on arriving there she was taken inside... And that is when she was allegedly raped by Henry Lord Carhampton. Oh no. Afterwards, she managed to leave the house. And this is like, when I say allegedly, this is all documented in historic detail. And there are like documents that support that this happened. She managed to leave the house, but didn't tell her parents what happened for some time. Llewellyn was then arrested, tried, and he was then sentenced to death for her part in in the crime. However, proof seemed to appear from other sex workers who supported Llewellyn, claiming that the child was lying about the whole thing and that she was actually the tender age of 12 or 13. So apparently because of her age, it was deemed like, okay. That's bizarre. But like all of the sex workers from the brothel came together to say We're that like, this had happened. This has happened yeah, yeah. But this girl was raped. needless to say Carhampton denied even knowing the child and so Llewellyn was released and ultimately freed in the meantime both of Mary's parents had been arrested for robbery and imprisoned which Carhampton had 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 done yeah Mary's mother Anne who was heavily pregnant died in prison no and then Mary and her father were so her father was then released and all the charges were dropped but Mary and her father appear to have left Dublin and like they just, just got out got like. out so going back to the original story Darkie Kelly was sent executed in 1773 and at the time standard executions were to be hung and then decapitated however Darkie would be half hung so it's unusual what standardly would have happened didn't happen here they just usually hung a per- hanged a person well I'll go into what they did to women it was slightly different oh, God. but what they did to her is really different okay uh, sorry this is a trigger warning this is quite graphic she was half hung she had a chain placed around her hands and under her arms which kind of almost carried her weight and she then had a noose placed around her neck and was standing on a stool this was then kicked away from her and she fell forward and hung for about 15 minutes or so but she would have not have been fully dead she would have nearly just been like uh, like passed out unconscious the noose was then removed and her hands were pulled up over her head so now she was dangled barely alive and then she was set on fire. What the fuck? So this is an account from the 1773 execution of 
the murder of Miss Herring at Tyburn. It gives an idea of what her execution was, so I'm going to go into detail, but it is quite graphic. So, she was placed on a stool, something more than two feet high. A chain being placed under her arms and the rope around her neck was made fast with two spikes. So, they were like hammered in above, which had been driven to a post against which she stood. When her devotions were ended, so like they essentially were allowed to say, so they were allowed like essentially say their last words and then there could be like devotion so people would like say something on their behalf. Uh, the stool was then taken from under her and she was soon strangled. When she'd hung for about 15 minutes, the rope was then burnt and she sank till the chain supported her, forcing her hands up to a level with her face and then the flames being furious, she was soon consumed. The crowd was so immensely great that it was a long time before the place was empty after the execution. That's from like a historical Dude, imagine chronicle. imagine watching someone be killed. Well, I'm going to get into that now. This type of execution was solely for women and this also played with the gossiping witch rumours. So apparently, like in, back in the day... Yeah, they used to set women on fire. The reports at the time say the gallows were full of jeering women who came out to see this woman be hanged and burned. The gallows themselves would be exceptionally busy on execution days and fruit sellers would come, newspapers would sell the last words of victims for a ha- a, like a halfpenny or a little more depending on the length of the speech. It was common for women to be burnt at the stake but never hung first or partly hung and women would usually be throttled until unconscious by the hangman and then they would be set alight. What but, in the name of Christ is going on? Because the thought was that women that break the law are witches. That's oh, why they were set on fire. Oh my God. After the flames kind of uh, wore down, Darkie Kelly's workers took her body and waked her in the brothel. It is said to have gone on for five days and 13 women were arrested and put in prison for raucous behaviour. Like they went fucking <laughs> mental. Like... I love it. They had like a little... They had a little sesh. A little riot girl sesh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so Dorcas is said to have been seen as an apparition or a ghost. So the pub that I'm talking about, there's a pub called Darky Kelly. So the barman of Darky Kelly's pub that now stands in place of her brothel have many stories, but this one's my favourite. <laughs> So one morning, the manager walked into the pub and when he walked in, he said the bar was left in an awful state. There was dirty glasses still on the bar. Nothing really cleaned. So he rang the barman that was on the night before and kind of gave him a bollocking over yeah, the phone. Yeah, yeah. So he said, John said, so he was like, what's the story? This place is a fucking mess. How dare you? And the guy, the barman's name is John. John said, I had to get out of the place. I was cleaning up and I looked up into the mirror and a woman with dark hair walked past me. No. So the guy that like owns the pub was like, well, who was with you? And he said, no one was with me. I was on my own. She looked right at me. He said, I freaked out and left the pub. He said, I just locked up. He said he was awful shaken up and he swears he saw something. She is said to have been, she's said also to be seen in a number of other places, but she's said to be seen in Darkie Kelly's pub, which is where her brothel was. Yeah. And she's also said to be seen in and around the 40 steps quite frequently. Do you know where the 40 steps yeah. are? Um, and she's also said to have been seen with like a child. Oh, really? And apparently at the back of the 40 steps is where there used to be like an area where you could leave your unwanted infants oh and a church God. would take them. Yeah. So that's 
they say that she was seen with a child. So the two douchebags mentioned above were members of a club called the Hellfire Club. Excuse me. The Hellfire Club was a notorious in Dublin. And to be a member of the Hellfire Club, you had to have killed a man. You also couldn't be Catholic and you almost nearly always had to be a member of the Freemasons. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. You had to have killed a man or a woman to become a member and they would hold duels around the city of settled disputes. So do you see that guy I said up above uh, who they like never found who yes. was apparently... Well, he was killed in a duel by one of these guys. Oh, and so because he killed that guy, he was allowed to be a member of the Hellfire Club? No, but the, the whole thing of her apparently being a serial killer. Oh, so you think it's these motherfuckers? So she definitely like- did kill um, a shoemaker yeah. on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. But the five people that she said, to, that they've said to have found the bodies, yeah. but they never found the bodies. Yeah. That she said to have killed the people in the Hellfire, Hellfire Club. Club. And she was intimately related with Simon Luttrell and not only that I'm sure if these men were f- like this they were definitely frequenting uh, brothels no like and he, she was in a relationship yeah, with yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you had to have killed a man or a woman to become a member and they would hold duels all around the city to settle disputes whenever I hear of a duel I always think of you know that Charlie Murphy oh, yeah. like <laughs> you would you would slap a guy and then someone would have to Dead being, you'd have to go out. <laughs> the ruins of the Hellfire Haunting Club are in the Dublin Mountains, and the story goes that the devil. So I know this story is growing up, and I didn't know any of these other stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the story I know from growing up is that are in the Dublin Mountains, and the devil appeared there one night, and they were playing cards. But to be honest, what these guys got up to in the club is much more worse. Uh, and their treatment of women is just horrific. So I'm just going to go through some like specific things that happened in the Hellfire Club or okay. what happened with them but one of them like most noticed incidents is there was a lady called Letitia Pilkington and she wrote in one of her correspondence with a friend of England how after she divorced her husband Matthew Pilkington who was a member of the Hellfire Club yeah um, men from the Hellfire Club tried to break into her house meaning she and her housemate had to board herself in their, her room. What the fuck? Because according to these men, she was fair game for rape. What? Because she was now divorced from this guy that was a member of their club. They were also like really well known. So like they were blasphemers. They were said to be like into satanic ritual. Like they, they like loved being like anti-establishment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anti-religion. Anti-Catholic. But like was this motherfucker not like, hey, maybe don't rape my ex-wife. No, no, he was a terrible human being. Jesus Christ. Um, these stories just get worse. Another terrible story is a maid working in the hunting club, which mm-hmm. is the Hellfire Club, was bundled into an empty barrel, oh which God. was then sealed, except for a small hole in the top. The men then took turns pouring bottles of spirits into the barrel as the night went on until it was full. They then set it alight. Sarah. And rolled it down the hill with the woman inside. What the fuck? Because these people were like... Insane. Like, absolutely. And there's like so many of Psychopaths. them. Psychopaths. Lord Santry was another member of the Hellfire Club and he was an unstable individual with an extremely violent past. He particularly lashed out at his servants and there are two documented instances of him killing servants. The famous case is he stabbed a porter at Parmistown Fair in 1730 and was later sentenced to death for this act but then was reprieved and lived down his days in England. 
However, he then went on to kill two more servants in England and was not prosecuted. He found one of his servants sick in bed one day and he forced him to drink an entire bottle of brandy. When the servant couldn't drink no more, he began to pour the brandy all over him and then set him alight. He was never punished because he bribed the witnesses and paid off the families. There are so many psychopaths. This is a common trend for this man. They set a number of servants on fire and in one sitting... So in two sittings, they burnt down the Hellfire Club twice. In one sitting, they set a servant on fire in the Hellfire Club and he then, like, obviously trashed around. Yeah. But the guy, when he was setting him on fire, poured, like, alcohol over him but, like, also spilt it all over the floor. Yeah, so then so when he set him up, all of that went up. But it burnt down the club themselves and then killed a number of members of the club because they were too drunk to get out. Idiots. These men had so much money they could make all of their stories disappear and all of the men that died in the jails with these sociopaths, very few of them ever came to light in the papers. The families would just be paid off or as above, they would be put in prison just like Mary's family were. Um, The oldest surviving hunting lodge from the date from that day in Ireland so like the Hellfire Club still stands mm-hmm. you can still go it's in the Wicklow it's in the Dublin Mountains there are so many stories and apparition tales related to the Hellfire Club but some of them have truth connected to them so I always remember the story that I heard was the the devil one and then I do remember that at some point so there's the Hellfire Club and then below that is like a, a thing called the Kilkey House so people Kilkey House used to be connected to the Hellfire Club. Right. And you used to kind of like, you'd stay in Kilkey House, but you'd go up to the club. Yeah. But it's in like, it's on a very steep hill. Right. The story was that the Kilkey House was built because the person that owned the Kilkey House had like a mentally ill, like, potentially, um, uh, down syndrome okay but also the mental illness potentially and that they built the hellfire club and like sealed them in it and that they would go up there and look after them up there but because of their mental illness they were seen as like like there was something wrong with them and they didn't really want to look after them but i don't know if there's any truth in that okay the other story i heard was the devil one yeah yeah, yeah. and then in the bottom of the there's a pub in the kilkey house called the black cat okay because there is a story about a cat that like haunts the area but the cat is supposed to be big okay but this might be related to something else, which I'm going to tell the story of now. Okay. So the hunting lodge is the oldest surviving hunting lodge from that date in Ireland. There are so many stories of apparitions and tales related to the Hellfire Club, but some of them have true connected to them. They set things on fire. Setting a dwarf on fire. Why are they setting everything on fire? Yeah, no, it's, it's like the most this? bizarre. And in the 1960s, the building sitting at the bottom of the club was being renovated and there was the body of a small deformed male with a large skull was found under the floorboards. They did do that. Yeah. There was also ghost story of the black cat the black cat hunting of the area in the Kilkey house. This is at the bottom of the hill. Right. And as a team here one of the things that they also like to do was they like to set cats on fire and rats on fire and send them down the hill. And what they were essentially doing was terrorising the villagers at the bottom of the hill. So they used to do was like set animals on fire and, and then send, send them down. down the hill because the villagers would hear like the cats like screaming and then they thought it was the devil this is fucking crazy um which I which I get like it's what 1588 you're gonna think it's the fucking devil yeah so they'd send them down the hill and like set them on fire and, and like 
Then, They'd be like, that's the devil. So, like, one of the stories is that there's, like, a great big cat that goes around and, like, screams and howls and it has great big eyes and it's as big as a wolf. Yeah. But, like, they reckon it's related to the fact it's that they were, like, that. setting, like, yeah, cats yeah. on fire. Like, none of these men were in any way prosecuted. These dudes are fucking serial killers, Sarah. And Darky Kelly, what they reckon happened is the five names that were mentioned in Darky Kelly, there was never a body found except for... That one. The shoemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... They think what happened and there's no like physical records, but they think there was like a fight between her and him about money. Yeah. And uh, he got injured and then they put him in the vault. Okay. And they think that the uh, women that worked for her, like almost tried to cover it up with her. Yeah. They seem to be very, um, like they seem to be very, uh, like they back her up. Well, you also have to think, right? Because like when I was right now, I was like, like this is of a time where like one, women are second class citizens. Yep. Two, they can't work or earn money nope. for themselves. And three, all of these women are not married. No, nope. and and there only, is no social welfare system. And the only jobs that they could do was sex what work. what they were doing was being sex workers. Yeah, and um, I think that's one of the reasons why they rioted. Yeah. in the place. Yeah. Um. But yes, what they think happened is they think the two stories got mixed up in history. Okay, which I get. So they think the story about Mary being raped, which was about the other Henry Luttrell. Yes. And the story about uh, Darkie Kelly somehow get mixed up and yep. sh- that she was never pregnant. Okay. And they think that she said that she was pregnant to st- because Maybe stop. Well, no, it would have been standard that if she was pregnant, she would have been pardoned. That's the thing, yeah. And she so. wouldn't have been killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they think that when she said she was pregnant, they were like, no. So they think the two of them got mixed up and they she was 100% in a relationship with Simon Luttrell. Yeah. Or uh, with the sheriff of Dublin. And he was like definitely not a nice person so whether it was a relationship where she was like just terrified of him yeah um, but they don't think she was pregnant for him and they don't think that she ever said she was pregnant for him um, or like, they think that she said she was pregnant for him he was like well I'm not dealing get with get rid that. of it and so they think that he told that she had killed a man and he was in the vault that makes more sense to me to and then she was brought in and kind of yeah, that makes more sense because, like, it feels like it's Taylor's, Taylor's old as time. Just, you know, demonize a woman to get what you want and yeah. to avoid using so her. And she was presumed to be a witch. Oh, and that is one of the things because they said that like all the rumours and certain swells so they said that she'd performed like a ritual on her kid and killed her kid on a satanistic ritual so she was like going out with this guy who was said to be the Satan of Dublin and it's was so funny because they'll, burn, the her, they'll burn her for being a witch but they're not doing nothing about these motherfuckers no. that are burning people to death and none of the these hell, like, like none of these like the amount of stories that were like they were like setting people on fire they were like raping women constantly murdering they were like animals. they had to wear un- they wore uniforms oh my god so they wore uniforms and their uniform was a red jacket and white trousers and there is a painting of the Hellfire Club members that is in the National Gallery so this oh, guy yeah. here with the spaniel is um, Simon Luttrell uh, Lord Carhampton yeah is he, also in that picture so they so. obviously asked for that portrait to be taken yeah we're like they're in the lodge in the picture uh, Lord Santry is also in this picture and all of them came to like their demise so like the saying is that they were all like because they were all blasphemers and they like didn't believe in like God and obviously were like fucking serial killers yeah. they all died re- relatively shortly one after the other um, but they were none of them were ever prosecuted 
Surprise, um, surprise. Yeah, whatsoever. Um, but yeah, that painting was taken in. But it's ma- it's mad the way that history will do anything to paint women as like the bad guy. Yeah. Do you know what I this mean? This painting is a painting of Simon Luttrell himself, and then this is Dorcas oh, Kelly, so and then this is Dorcas Kelly being set on fire. Jesus Christ. Um. Well, good job, dude. That's really interesting, and it's also crazy how. But I can understand how these stories would get mixed up. And like, because a lot of it sounds very mythical as well. Do you know what I mean? The whole like witchcraft and the but devil. But I've heard like and- that story about like, so there's the hotel that I got married in, which is spooky as shit. Um, that was built like it was like a fucking earl of like whatever. Yeah. And his wife had a, had mental health issues and uh-huh. obviously didn't know what it was there. So he built this like building up in like it's it's kind of up the other side of Leeks yeah and um underneath Captain's Hill there is a like road yeah that goes underneath Captain's Hill to his other house oh wow and so they reckon that he used to he built the other house to keep her in and they used to lock her in it Oh my god! And he lived in the other house away from her, underneath the road where he'd walk Fuck through me, the. Man. And he used to have to walk through the stable yard. So he used to come out of the like under road dwelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then come out to the stable yard and like walk up to the house that he built for her. So I've heard the mental health story like quite a few times, yeah, yeah, where yeah, like yeah. you'd be like, "Oh, this place is haunted, and it was built because somebody was sick, and like they didn't know it was sick. They talked. They used she was, to like, love possessed. doing that. They used to love like it's like with the fucking royal family did with that kid. Remember the kid that had the mental illness? Oh, yeah. yeah. The two. Two of them, wasn't it? Weren't, weren't they, like, really related to each yeah, other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's mad. And it's crazy. Like, they were sisters. Public executions are insane. The fact that people public went, executions. actively went to Do see Do you know where someone... the gallows were in Dublin? No, where? Uh, in, on Baggett Street. What we know Baggett Street is, that used to be called the gallows. Like, it's mad as well, because I was reading a thing the other day where they were saying the last guillotine in France happened the in day... In the 80s, was it? The day the first Star Wars movie was released. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Because in my head, I'm like, ah, oh, no, that would have been like the 1800s. Those are shit a long time ago. And people were like, no, it was like the first day, of the, the day of the release of the first Star Wars movie was the last time some, someone was publicly executed in France. Public executions are insane. I always think that like, people who went to public oh, executions man. are like those divs on Twitter. Yeah. Like, just the word. Like, the 300,000 people here who didn't get vaccines. Heroes. 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 They go to a public hanging. Heroes. Um... But there used to be, like, you know, Robert Emmett was hung yeah. and then decapitated because yeah. he was hung so violently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his head rolled down the hill. And that's like, you know, I would quite often park there. It's yeah. the back of, like, college. Yeah, Dublin is so... When you walk around Dublin, you don't realise, like, what you're walking around or what you're like in. Like, even all our area around, like, where Fishamble Street yeah. and Christchurch, Christchurch and the 40 Steps. and yeah. All that is so old. Uh, so old. Yeah. You know when you're walking from, uh, oh, sorry, you know when you're walking from, you know where the fucking, oh, the back of the George. Yes. So you walk down and around. Yeah. That's like so old. Yeah. You know some fucked up shit was going down there. But even like there. if you think of Dublin Castle. Yeah. Like Dublin Castle was like the last steadfast of like the 1916 yeah. Ryzen. You just, when you're around um, those areas, you're like, man, some fucked up shit was happening down here. And also like in that, like 250 years ago like 250 odd years ago now um like and I know it's sex work 
but it was prostitution because these people had no, they other, no other choice. choice. It's not sex work. No, they were they forced. They didn't wake up and go, do you know, I can make some money this no, way. No, it was like they were forced like forced prostitution. Into it. Um, and that's like, what it was. It was forced prostitution. It was like, I have no means of making money any other way and I have to feed myself and probably my children and probably my mother yeah. and like the only way that I can do that is to do this mm-hmm. so it's not like they woke up and they were like the glamorous life of sex work it was forced prostitution and on top of that you had the whole thing with like this is like the height of British Rail yeah so this is before like we're still uprising but we're not like in any way like like the rebel county is still giving them hell yeah and they're still intermittent battling and they're still like definitely like dissident republicanism but it's not to the same level it was by the time we get to 1916 yeah 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 um and these people like literally saw us as like servants oh and my slaves God, we were nothing. and like yeah, nothing we were and savages. like savages savages yeah um and so even that thing of like bundling people into barrels and setting them on fire Thanks. and like all of these scenes, like they were also another really interesting thing that I was reading was in certain parts of the city there was all this like noted information around like uh people leaving their seat seat men and their coaches like it was just so so crowded so they had like there would be like a government like notification to be like can you please ensure you're like parking correctly that's crazy but they were all just like fucking carts that men would pull around humans like rickshaws fucking humans but they were human like men that were like servants it's mad isn't it like it's mad that they but it's not really because I think England thought that they were the most advanced people in the entire world yeah and anybody that didn't speak the Queen's English and wasn't a lord or a whatever the fuck was savage yeah. and deserved to be treated as such like this guy had eight kids in England and then was over in Ireland in the Hellfire Club like started the Hellfire Club like literally father of the fucking year like it's insane. Like the Hellfire Club's history is insane. I don't think people understand. But we've we've mythologized it. We've made it into this like ghost story. Yeah, it's a ghost story. But it's it's not. It's like a horrific. Yeah. No, they were like tor- psychopathy. They were bringing fucking... people up there and torturing them. And that the reason they were called the Hellfire Club is one, they kept setting people on fire. Clearly. Two, they burnt the building down twice. But they also were like bringing like there was like so many stories of them bringing women up there and them never being seen again. Jesus Christ. Um, and isn't it mad the way we've turned it into like, oh, the devil played cards. Yeah. And it's and like, no, like, no, he was a person. Just a bunch of English dudes. Just a bunch of men. Murdering people. Not even English dudes, just a bunch of men. Murdering people. Getting away with whatever they wanted. Fucking jeweling all over the city. Whippa! You would have to kill him, brother! <laughs> you slap someone in the face, someone have to die! <laughs> I challenge you to a duel! Well, sir, that was a great story and very interesting and we're going to go for a drive there. Yes, we're going for a drive. For a jury the week. But guys, thank you for the listening. Happy the, Christmas. Happy Christmas. And we will see you next week. I um, that went really fast. Yeah, it actually did because it was really cool. Um, but yeah, thanks so much, everybody. And we shall see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Colin! It was a Halloween night like never before When a national broadcaster opened its doors To a couple of spooky-looking feminist chicks Who started the podcast for their true crime fix So I'm introducing Emma and Sarah Jane too We gathered up some terrifying stories for you So get ready to scream like never again It's my